Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie. That's right. We've been on vacation for a while, if that's what you want to call it. We took a break just like everybody else. I hope you enjoyed your Christmas holiday. Everybody deserves some days off. But we're back, and there's a lot to get into. The Dallas Cowboys, they get a dub. People are still hating on my boy Dak Prescott. I still don't get it, but they got that dub against the Philadelphia Eagles. We also got some bowl preparations going on as UT gets ready to take on University of Washington. We got some news from there. We also have a Texans Tuesday. That's right, folks. The Texans got a dub. Patrick, are you ready to come back? I don't know. You don't have to answer that. But in the flex, we're going to talk about Hudson Card. He found a new home. We're also going to get into the fact that Carlos Correa has a problem of health. And he still hadn't signed his contract. We got a lot of bowl games that are happening, and we're going to recap. Oh, yeah, by the way, Texas basketball has a game tonight at the Mood. That's right. Everybody get into the Mood. But before we get into all of that, let me introduce you to the rest of the crew. Our man Rob Babers is taking a little bit more time. He will be back, and we'll let you know where we will be for the bowl watch party. But my man behind the glass has done it all the time, and he's he's in charge of what day is it? Tuesday. That makes it top of the chart Tuesday. My man, Patrick Davis. PD, how you doing, brother? I'm good. Got a little break in there. I hope you all enjoyed the best of and uh, ready to rock and roll another week. I'm ready for it as well. We're here. And joining me is the man, the myth, the legend. You hear him every month, every morning from 6 to 10 a.m. He's the one half of the B&E show. My man, Bucky Gabo. Bucky, what's going on, my friend? How y'all doing? And happy holidays to both of you. As a matter of fact, and everybody out there, hope you had a wonderful holiday with your families and got a little time away and got a little time and got a little love together, too. That's right. We all need a little bit of love Absolutely, every once in a while. man. Hey, but Bucky, I wanted to ask you this because I heard the conversation this morning, and I saw this on Thursday when I was driving home from the studio. I saw that the trail of lights <laughs> did not happen. Right? Is that no, it didn't happen. They shut it down. They said all of a sudden it was just too doggone cold out there for everybody to be there. And weren't you supposed to take family members out there? No, we 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 went. We were at Mozarks where okay. they had a light show and you pay really, really good money uh-huh. to have a table there for a forty minute presentation with lights and people playing the piano. Well the people that were supposed to play the piano, they ain't come. <laughs> You know what it was like at 6 o'clock on Thursday oh, night? freezing. And the only one that had it was my grandson. He, he two and a half years old. He enjoyed everything. The lights, running up and down the stairs. He had the place to himself. But grown folks, I didn't have any gloves, so I ended up putting on my cobalt you know, gloves <laughs> from working. And that still didn't work, dude. It was absolutely freezing. And they, there was no intent on giving your money back for as much as they charge it. And then you get your, you know... Your your coffee for whatever the price that <laughs> right, was two yeah. coffee. I'm like, man, y'all ought to give people their money back. Ain't nobody coming <laughs> to this thing except for us. Right. I was going to say, how many people were actually in the building? Well, let me just say this: the the show started at six o'clock. There was a uh, there were probably about maybe two dozen, maybe on you know on the deck out there waiting for the show. But you're supposed to have you know there's supposed to be choirs and people right. playing the piano. Then people said, uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> you couldn't get up there and play the piano at six o'clock. No. I mean, there was no. There it was, was miserably cold outside. So once the night, when I heard they don't, they hardly ever canceled the, the trail of lights. You see, I don't know what that deal is anymore. 
Do you walk the trail of this ice? One, or you, this year you was were the walking. Walk? Oh, yeah. hell no. <laughs> Man, that wind was humming. But you know what? If you had the right gear on, which I thought I had, you know, I had my hoodie. I had my leather, big, thick leather yeah, on. You know what I'm school, saying? Old school, big leather. Old school leather. Yeah. Hoodie all up around my neck. Didn't have my scarf. And had these these electrician's gloves on. <laughs> the cobalts. Yeah, the cobalts. Hey, cobalt glove. Like, come on, man. I needed to go to Marshall's and grab myself some big, thick gloves or whatever. But it didn't happen. You know what? It, it was still okay. So after that 40 minutes, after they just started letting people in, after you paid the money for your, you know, for your table already, I'm thinking they ought to get, they ought to say to people, at least we can bring some, some, some hot cider over here or, yeah. or some coffee for free. Hell no. And there was nobody, nobody's coming out there. There's three girls that got up there and did a little line dance just to keep themselves <laughs> warm. They weren't, they weren't trying to entertain anybody. They were just trying to keep themselves warm. But to I a two and a half year old, he, they, he don't care. Yeah, he was having fun. No, he was having fun. He had mittens like, I'm a little dude with mittens. I'm, I'm, put those what are damn those mittens, mittens going to do? Put those mittens on. Yeah, they weren't going to do anything. They were nothing but bad socks anyway. Well, there he is. But I man. loved it. I, That's I loved good. It. it sounds like you had a lot of fun, and especially when you got your family involved in yeah, it. Yeah, for it sure. It always makes it worthwhile. And we didn't do much of that. I know that for a fact because there was no way that we were going to go outside. And no, one thing my man. daughter kept asking me for, she was like, Dad, you kept telling me we were going to be able to make some, some s'mores. Cool. You told me we were going to go outside and make some s'mores. And I was like, baby, I promise you this. Dad is not going outside, <laughs> and I'm doing it for your own good. I just don't want you to get sick. And she just gave me that look like, no, you just don't want to go outside. Oh. So I ended up making s'mores, but I did it in the oven. Did nice, nice I, move. I, did, it was, I said, hey, well, let's put them in the oven. Let's see what we could do from there. She was like, make sure you do it this way. I do not want – I was like, what, what are we doing? I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm, you know, I was out there in that madness, you know, three years ago or almost three years ago when we had the, the you know, I call it the Revenant. When the, when the snow was coming down, I had my Revenant jacket on, my Ariad jacket going out there in the middle of the night to keep the pump house from freezing. It wasn't that cold. Like it was on on Thursday right. and Friday, it wasn't even the same kind of cold. It's, no, it was a different kind of. This cold. Was, it was wicked. wicked. This was that yeah. wicked, yep. you know, you know, Kansas type, Champaign, Illinois. Right. You don't want to even be out there. No you parts of it. There's nowhere to hide. You couldn't hide any parts of your body. And it would. It, the wind was cutting through oh. people, and I was wondering. I was wondering how people when they canceled it, how people were going to react because I saw it. Dude, when I would have paid a hundred to get out of there. <laughs> I swear. If somebody said, "Hey," if my wife would have said, you know. With the with the with the grandson there and said, "Hey, listen, if you give me a hundred, you can kick it on back up to the car." I would have been like, "Here's that hundred. I'm gone. 100. I'm, I'm back in the car. Here. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, <laughs> y'all." I mean, it, but you also got a chance to be Santa Claus to some I of did. the homeless people I as did. well, right, dude? I, I so you had an opportunity to help some people out. Yeah, on Saturday morning, I went and picked up my uh, Texas honey baked ham over here in Westlake. I got that for fifty two dollars. <laughs> But two pounds of it. I'm like two pounds for fifty two. And my wife and my wife looked at me like, "Hey, next time you decide to go caregiver again, do me a favor, call me first, and then I go down to Costco's and get you all the damn ham you want." So I pay for that one, and then I said, "You know what? I think it'd be great to go ahead and I told the guys, so I'm gonna make some sandwiches for these people underneath the bridge there, you know, down here right. on Ben White." Mm-hmm. And so my wife and I 
I asked for another. I said, so what do we got? I said, can I get a pound? They said, no, it only comes in two-pound increments. <laughs> That'd be another $52. I'm like, damn. She looked at me. She's like, you know how much ham you could get at Costco's for that kind of money? And they weren't giving – believe me, over in Westlake, they weren't giving oh, up. Oh, they weren't giving no, oh, no, 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 no. Homeless or no homeless. <laughs> we made 30 sandwiches. I got a uh, big thing of cookies and some uh, uh, some some crackers and put – I made about 30 sandwiches and went to two different camps. And they were appreciative of it. And I already, I've already got somebody that's already saying, hey, we're making a pot of chili for them next year. If nice. that, I, hopefully they won't be in the same spot. No. Hopefully they'll find some place that they can call home. Well, I don't care what people say. You got a good heart, Bucky. I was, you did a good thing. Yeah. I, you know, one thing I didn't do was I was thinking about, you may have to have some drinks with that. I know. I've, I, <laughs> so I parked in Target, you know, in the lot at Target I know there, exactly where you're talking And then I walked about. across the street. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't, and I didn't pull out my wallet. That's a I, smart move. Was that a smart move? That was a smart move because they would have jacked you, Buck. But they, they would have jacked. They would have jacked Santa. Santa Buck would have got jacked. Santa Buck would have got jacked. Patrick Santa Buck would have got jacked yeah. if he pulled out his oh. wallet to those well, look, people. Look, look. I think I think it would just been like, hey man, hey man, it, just the block in the path. They're good that way. They block the path, and oh, like yeah. twenty people block path, and they're like, "Oh man, well I got, I need my medication." Oh yeah, and they I need, need that. medication, and then right? Yeah. They block the need path, some and so and so you're like, "Man, I, I'm not being robbed, but I'm also not being allowed to leave. <laughs> I'm being, so, I gotta stay here. Yeah, yeah, I gotta stay here or give them my money, and I'm just gonna give my money and walk away." Yeah. <laughs> One thing I, I, I always say that you can go ahead and rob me. You can rob me at gunpoint. I am going to ask you. I'm that dumb guy to say, "Hey, do me a favor." If you need to have these credit cards, that's fine. But can I keep that license? Because that's hard as hell. <laughs> I don't want to be up in that line. You know, you know that line for getting your license. Oh, yeah. done. I'm like, you're gonna be in there for a while. I, too. I swear, I would. I would. If somebody put a gun in my face and said, "Give me your wallet," I, I would. I would plead with them. Please, you can have all of this that's in this wallet. This cash, these credit cards. Uh, I don't know notes from the doctor, but. <laughs> But can you do me a favor? Can I please keep that driver's license? I don't want to go stand. I don't want to go stand in that line again. Somebody said you'd be the first one they shoot. Bang! No, what are you asking me questions? I'm about to rob you. You're not gonna get your license back. I, and I would. I would say, D- can I? Hey, take all this here. Yeah. I got some extra in my pocket too. Yeah, give me some of that. I got some of this. I need here. that license. Please. I got this hit in my sock. Here oh, yeah, you go, here. man. Here you go. I, got a I need my license. I, here, take this watch. Take this ring. Take this. Yeah. Texas ring. Go ahead and take it all. But I got to have my license. I'm not staying that. up in that line again. <laughs> it would be like, oh, okay, man, man hurry up. Hurry but up I, to I, get I, that to but I hope people had a wonderful time with their families. I mean, I I love Christmas time. You know, I, I this is my season. I love Thanksgiving. I love Christmas. Right. I don't let anything that, this you know. This brown Santa starts happening. Santa yeah, buck. Yeah, I start, I get in that mood. You know, I had a couple people that, you know, I told you I made phone calls to. They yep. needed some yep. help with family and wanted to say hello to family. And, you know, one guy was really worried about his son and, and I said, well, let me call him up. I said, I've had issues. Right. I still got issues. Right. Let me talk to him. So you know, he, he was, you know, I just told him there were a lot more things in his life that he's going to have a great 2023 and just let that happen. Don't don't get in the darkness. This is not the time of the year to be in the darkness. This is when you want to have the, you know, yep. birth of Jesus Christ. This is when you want to have, this is when to have the good times. 2023 will be here and the, and the other times will roll. But yep. As of this holiday season, no. Enjoy. Not going to get me down. That's I don't right. get down during the holidays. I like that. I like that. That's good inspiration. You know who else needed some good inspiration? The Dallas Cowboys Ooh. this past weekend. The Cowboys took on Philadelphia Eagles in Jerry World, and they came out victorious 40-34. Uh, to 34, But it wasn't without some craziness that was involved in this game. 
And, Buck, one of the things that we both and everyone here at the station, we've been talking about it for a long time. Both of these defenses were trending in the at the top, right? They right. had the, the run stopping. They were starting to make some changes. The defensive side of the ball was starting to be uh, championship ca- caliber. But now both of these defenses seem to be leaking oil. And I do want to give both sides credit. Both offenses did what they were supposed to do. They showed up. They put up a bunch of points. Dallas put up a 40 spot in in this game against one of the top defenses. And that's why everybody continues to look at it and say, well, Dallas beat the backup quarterback. Yeah, they beat the backup quarterback, but the the defense gave up a lot. Yeah, the starting quarterback don't play defense. Exactly. And that's what the one thing that really drives me nuts is when everybody always wants to put it on the quarterback when the defense has been leaking oil for the last few weeks. Yes, Dak threw an interception. It ended up being a touchdown, rightfully so. And he started off his press conference letting you know, hey, I messed that up. And if you well, go he got back, a, He got rid of it he, in a hurry. And it was early in the game. It was very early. And then all of a sudden he started you know, moving the ball downfield. You got to see um, C.D. Lamb becoming yes. more and more of that number one wide receiver. C.D. Lamb is a number one right now for the Dallas yep. Cowboys. He had a, he's had a great year so far. Back catching to back the ball, weeks. Easy, yep. easy catches. He's making the easy ones. He makes the hard ones now. Yep. He looks like he just looks like a more mature kind of player that understands. Well, I am a number one. I'm gonna I'm play like that. That means right. the easy catches. I can't I can't drop those anymore. And I, I thought they played. I thought they played really really well. And at this time of year, I mean, we're just in a 17 game season in the NFL. There's a lot of games. Yep. They got a lot of film on you. And if you're missing one or two people on your defense, you're going to give up some points. This is definitely starting to show on the defensive side for the Cowboys. And one of our biggest issues that we, I've had for a while is the secondary play, the, the corner opposite Diggs. Now, Diggs gave up some plays. This week, he got busted on a couple double moves again. And, sure. And, but for the season, he's been playing really, really well on that back end. But it's always been the other side of the field that was that was given the issue. Well, Whether Patrick was, knows this. I mean, being a fan, I mean, you you can't – it's a lot of games. This is a lot of football. These guys have played – they've been going at it a long time. 17 games is, is to me, is basically ridiculous anyway. And they've been talking about an 18th game. That's what they really want to get to an eighteen to twenty game season. They should not be able to do that. Oh no! I okay, think that's if you add ten more players yeah. to the roster, you yeah. have to. No, and we've seen that it's just it takes a toll on these guys, and especially once you get down to as you said, those injuries is really what it's. It all comes down to. Hey man, do you does everybody have the depth? In what position do you not have depth at? And if you get an injury like the Cowboys did at cornerback, right now everybody knows. All right, we're just going over there now. We found we found the biggest weakness, and. The Cowboys, they know. It's like, hey, we know we're going to get that, and we need to try and get a pick off of Dak Prescott. But the problem is this Dallas Cowboys defense revolves all around. They spent the money on what they're going for is rushing the passer, and Gardner Minshew had a clean jersey because he did not get sacked. Michael Parson looks very tired right now. He looks hurt. He looks, and he he hasn't looked well since he hurt that groin and all. It's It's been a long time since he's got that real... You know, get off the ball, and he and he can't do it play after play like he did early. It's a long season. You yeah. come up with a groin injury, you know, game fourteen or thirteen. You don't think that's not going to still show in game seventeen? Well, yeah, he he doesn't have the explosion that you're used to seeing. Nobody has that explosion. That, 
I'm watching guys. You know who had the explosion? T.Y. Hilton, because he ain't played any football. <laughs> yeah, he was that ready guy, to go. Wasn't he ready to go? Third and 30. Let's By throw him. it deep. Let's throw it deep That old-ass T.Y. T.Y. Hilton can't just outrun anybody during <laughs> just a regular season of games. Straight streak, too. There straight was no streak. move. There was no. nothing to it. He just went up the Fresh field, legs. And Dak got a chance to throw it deep, and he went and got it. But here's the other thing. You were talking about Micah Parsons and what's been going on. He leads all NFL players with 79 pressures this season. 79 pressures on the quarterback. And even last week, when you start to look at the numbers and what breaks it down, I mean, he had eight total tackles of eight hurries, actually, as well. And then Dante Fowler had four tackles, four hurries. Demarcus Lawrence, four hurries. And Chauncey Golston, uh, three hurries. But when you start looking at the pressures, and this is something, too, that I was talking about. It's all fine and good, but those pressures didn't seem to affect Gardner Minshew, he was still able to throw for over 300 yards against you as a backup Once again, there's a, there's a, a not-so-old guy with fresh legs who hadn't been running around for all this time yeah. and running with the football like, like Jalen Hurts. Like he runs with the ball. Right. This dude ain't did anything but hold a clipboard, and he's still going to get practice time. If he's the number two, he's, getting some he's reps. still getting some reps. Yep. So he got in there, and he's not a, he's not a bad quarterback, he's not a scrub. And if you're going against that defense as maybe even scouts sometimes, you can go in there and play the other team's quarterback. You're going up against the number one. That's what Brock Purdy has been doing the entire season it's for the them. NFL. They're professional players. I agree 100%. They're pros. Exactly. And you start looking at the Cowboys and you, 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 you try to figure out, is this going to be a move for the Cowboys? And I don't know if it is. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Cowboy fan, but giving up, you scoring 40, but you gave up 34. And if it yes. comes down, we saw what Minnesota has been able to do, and we'll get into Minnesota a little bit later, but they have, they've, they are 11-0 in one-score games. Best in the lucky, history lucky of son the of a That's my team. They That's are so squad. lucky. But you sit there and you're like, okay, you're playing against a team like that when you're in the playoffs and you keep them close, even though you rolled them 40 to 3. You're in the, the back of team. your mind, you're thinking they know how to they win close games. They know how to win close games. Yeah. And that's a huge part of success. In the last couple of weeks, Dak has shown that he can drive a team down and get, you know, put you in position for a victory. But that defense needs to step the game up. And I see you, Deron Bland has been stealing the show yes. because he, I, he's he been stealing the passes as well. I think the last couple of weeks he's been like he's the receiver. Exactly. He's been that wide open on a lot of these passes. But well, you continue to look at the Dallas Cowboys and what is expected of them and how they're going to move throughout the season. This is We're getting to crunch time now. Yeah, when you, when you start thinking as a fan of sports that, you know, you know, these guys are this guy's a scrub or that guy's a scrub. I mean, no. they're those guys are professionals. There's just a handful of those in the world that can do that. Even number thirty for the Cowboys at cornerback that I was always thinking is a scrub. How much they missed that Anthony dude? Anthony Brown. Oh yes. my God, yeah. they missed the hell out yep. of that scrub. Are me, you kidding I, me? I'm the same way, Buck. I was thinking, I was like, man, I never thought I was going to come in here and give Anthony Brown a bunch of love. I mean, these guys are they're they're the tops in their their profession. I mean, at what they do, there's only a handful of those guys that play that sport. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, you start thinking because you're a fan and saying, well, that guy's no good or he's no good. Okay, be careful now. Yeah, it's a little bit different now. You start looking at these players and you're like, mm, how just, is this going to work out? I just can't believe that they play that many games. I I don't see the I I don't see what this is going to do for football. You move this thing to 18 to 20 it, games, should, I just don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. And I hope not. I hope the Players Association steps in and says – 
No, the presidents. It's, I know it's about money. That TV money is going to talk to I them because their salaries are going to go up, but, these contracts. But eventually, I mean, what's the number? I mean, what's the number of games to where? What about the preseason? Are we not even going to have preseason now? Because if you're going to put these guys through that type One of— One preseason game. If that. Yeah, I don't even, even think— Because you're doing all the practice, the, the joint practices— but you're you right. also want that money for the revenue well, that is we know not on the book. Half the team doesn't play in the preseason anymore because they don't want to put him through it. But then you go, well, our O and D line's going to play in it. Right. The guys who are going to get beat up all those season. Those are my minimal ones. Yeah, yeah and I thought 16 games plays- was just, that's, that's fine. That's, to me, that, that was the limit. Now they would say 17. And then it's going to go, you know, it's only going to go up. They're going to have, they're yeah. going to have these guys doing 18 to 20 games. Yep. I mean, I'm like, really? You're talking about a bad product. Yeah, yeah. Because we will be saying, "Well, that scrub is in the game now because that dude got hurt because he couldn't last." Exactly. That long. And, that's, and that's you say they they expanded the training uh, the training camp rosters and they expanded uh, the practice squad and all that because of COVID, and now they're keeping them up there because they realize they need more guys. Yeah. But as we see, there's basically some positions where there's not the depth to get through a season, and so if you go, well, if we have 25 injuries at DB, well, now everyone can throw the now the NFL may enjoy that. They they yep. enjoy having games like the Eagles and Cowboys where you can just throw the ball game. But as a fan, it at some point starts to lose something. You're like, well, oh, we know what the game plan is. Sure. Throw yep. it to the right side. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, I just feel – and the guys I feel for most of all is I, I like to feel bad for the defensive linemen, but their job is to sick them. It, the offensive linemen, I don't know how they play 17 games. It's going to be guys, rough, man. And you get, 100% of the snaps, 17 games. Right. They're not coming in and out. Oh, no, yeah, no. There's you no see rotation the, there, There's no that. rotation for offensive linemen. No. Never, never a rotation unless you're the Dallas Cowboys right now and you're having so many injuries on across the offensive line that you got to move pieces around, whether it's on the right side where you're putting Tyron Smith, who's never played on the right side, and now he's starting to play there every week because you've been great with Tyler Smith yes. and the things that have happened. So I'm starting to look at this team a little bit different, and it worries me when the defense is giving up that many points. Uh, we were talking about Deron Bland. And right now, he's leading the team through Week 16 with five interceptions. Trayvon Diggs has three. Malik Hooker has two. Donovan Wilson, J. Ron Curse, who's been playing big-time defense here in the last couple of weeks. Jordan Lewis all have one interception now, for Bland he, to be able to be doing that. He just that. got into these games, right? right? Yeah. He, he, he ended up – he's out of Fresno State, and he ended up becoming a major part because of the injuries that we have and – you start looking, Jordan Lewis is out, so they move Bland to the inside to play the slot. But boss man Fats still is out there, and I really can't have number one on the field that often. I really cannot. You know how we were talking about number 30? Yes. Number one needs to be the one that's off the field most of the time. So it was a big weekend for the Cowboys, but they've got to turn it around again. Quick week. Uh, this Thursday, they take on the Tennessee Titans on the road. The Tennessee Titans are kind of sliding as well. They're not playing their best football. You're getting football, them right at the right time. Which is perfect, but I heard you talking about it this morning. Yeah. It's going to be tough for the Dallas Cowboys knowing that they've already had trouble with the run game, although last week they played well against the run against Philadelphia. But tackling Miles Sanders oh. is not like tackling Derrick Henry. Yeah, because at any given time, Derrick Henry can put two hundred up on you. Exactly. Oh, it's just it's, it's just a slip right there, yeah. and he's through that because you start going in there and hitting him. Then all of a sudden, you're like, "Ooh, do I really want to run up there and yeah. hit that dude?" Right it's like there bowl again? games. Do I really? I was like watching. I was watching Baylor play Air Force, and they were like. I said, you guys don't look like you really want to go up there and stick those really kids from the Air Force. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's totally different my ball goodness. game when you start looking at that. But 
this is a big week, and I know now everybody's got this thought process of, okay, Philadelphia beat Dallas with their backup. Dallas has now beaten Philadelphia with their backup. Hopefully we could see each other playing again. With both starters. Both starting quarterbacks. But I don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to be able to play. The way that they're talking about his shoulder, it doesn't look like he's going to be ready to play. And it looks like it may be Gardner Minshew again. I think you'll be surprised. He's not going to play this week. They're going to go down to the very last game that they have to win. If they if if Gardner Minshew doesn't get it done this week coming up for the Eagles to you know have that week off to wrap it up, I think you'll see Jalen Hurts in that last game to win the ball game to win it. And then he still didn't have to play. I mean, they got a week off. They're still going to get almost three weeks. Yeah, he'll have another bye. So let me ask you this: If and we had this discussion last week, if we're looking at MVPs and how this is going to play out, do you see? Him being affected by the MVP voting because he no. hadn't got a chance to play. No, do I, you think he's still in the mix for it? I think he's right at the top of the list for the MVP still. Well, they changed the odds that quickly. I mean, now Patrick Mahomes is the uh, favorite again. So when you start looking at this, that dude is never very far from the top. Anyway, always no in what. the mix. Yeah. Always in the mix. So I'm just wondering how this is all going to play out, and then we'll. Later on in the show, we'll get into the uh, playoff pitcher and what exactly that looks like, the scenarios that are out there, because I don't know about you guys, but every time I look at the possible seedings, I keep seeing Tom Brady there. And they look terrible, but they find a way. Another yeah. team at the about end. eight minutes in the fourth quarter, look right. for that dude if he's <laughs> in the thick of things. Yeah, right. by the way, if you want to talk about Patrick Mahomes' MVP hopes, Baker Mayfield put up fifty one on the Broncos and he played and Patrick Mahomes plays him this week. So well, that will be they may put up hundred and fifty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's that, that will put him right back at the top. Once again, it's all about that tackling this time of the year. And these yeah. games, these cold weather games, I mean those guys, week sixteen and week seventeen, you still got it in you to go up in there as a linebacker to, yeah. to oh. This is a, this is rough. There's a lot of football there games. There is a lot of football. I love football and I love pro football and watching the games. But even after about game 14, I start going, I know these guys got to be tired as hell. This You're talking, yeah. about, talking about a routine that's over and over and over. It seems like it never ends. And then they stick your ass in Paris or <laughs> France or <laughs> yeah. Germany yeah, or you gotta Mexico. Go play in Mexico and Come you got to go man. overseas too, which also adds to the time travel and the, the jet lag that you got to bounce yourself back from. It's a lot for these football players, but hey, they're making them big dollars now, Buck, and I, yeah. want, I want some of that action as well. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the Texans. That's right. It's a Texans Tuesday, and the Texans won a game. I got to see what my man Patrick thinks about that. And do they still stay at the top of the draft board? All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Welcome back to Top of the Chart Tuesday. It's your boy Harbaugh Hard sitting in. Uh, our man Rob Babers is on uh, vacation. He'll be back for Thursday. We will be out and about this Thursday while pre-gaming, and I'll let you know exactly where we're going to be a little bit later in the show. But sitting in for my man Rob Babers is my man Bucky Godbolt. You hear him every morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on B&E, Bucky and Aaron. 
20 some damn years. 23, right? Yeah, going on 24. Wow. Wow. Longest running. I, I, I've been listening to y'all for a long time. So y'all all, always crack me up, especially. Dude, I am old. Especially when you go on your little tangents, old man radio. Old man radio. You- <laughs> I'm old. I'm old, old, old. <laughs> but a team that is getting old, but they're, they're trying to get younger is the Houston Texans as they snap a nine game skid uh, by beating. The Tennessee Titans, 19 to 14. And let me just tell you this. We were talking just a little while ago about King Henry and what he's able to do on the ground. And for the Dallas Cowboys, that's who they'll play this Thursday. King Henry, 23 rushes, 126 yards, and one touchdown. But the Texans found a way to get that dub by winning 19 to 14 by scoring nine points in the fourth quarter to go ahead and secure that victory. As I was watching that game, I was very interested in seeing how they were going to pull this out. And they have continued to go with the two-quarterback system right now. They're bringing in Jeff Driscoll. Obviously, Davis Mills is the starter, 17 of 28, 178 yards, one touchdown uh, and one interception. Better quit that winning so you but, mess up that damn first that's what round, I was that just first about pick. To say. Better quit doing that. As you looked at this game, Patrick, because I know you keep side eyeing them. I know you keep checking them out. They are now two twelve and one. They're still sitting at number one, but the Chicago Bears are breathing down their <laughs> neck for that number one pick. Obviously, you're getting ready to play the Jaguars this week. I was asking you during the break, it was one way or the other. I thought it was either the Jaguars had owned the the Texans or the Texans had owned the Jaguars, and you said the Texans have owned the Jaguars. Is this the week that they say, you know what, I'm going to let y'all go ahead and get this done? Oh, well, first of all, the Jaguars are really hot right now, playing yeah. really good football. Trevor Lawrence is stepping up. So I, I, don't, think, I, don't, think have to, I don't think you have to work <laughs> too hard to get beat by the Jaguars. The Titans is your biggest rival, though. Yeah, because the Titans were the Oilers. Very true. So everyone in Houston would love if you beat the Titans every single time you played them. But you keep playing Malik Willis as your quarterback. Who looks like he mm. never played the game of football at times. <laughs> no, was oh. your number one. Pick. Yeah, that is a guy that really needed to sit out wow. a minimum of one season to get used to <laughs> NFL speed, and did not get that. Uh, that is true. You're you're absolutely true about that. You know, some people will say, "Well, he needs that experience." No, that dude needed to sit and watch well, yes. and watch well, and watch. Especially and watch. those guys from smaller schools are like, man, they're not even close to the same speed no. the NFL is. Right, and you're just not used to reading plays like that and so yeah hey, i feel bad for him that he got stuck out there like that but that's Amen. what happens when you're in the tight i mean you get drafted in a situation that's great for you because you know they're looking for another quarterback so you're not gonna you're get right. stuck for your whole rookie contract right but still that is a, a, a lot rough of position to, to get into yeah and th- and this game was delayed as well they had a, a rolling blackouts in nashville where they ended up having to to push the game back so they could get enough power to get the game played. Dude, they wanted to play the game on Sunday. Roger Goodell said, you got one hour. Right. He said, listen, <laughs> you know, no, hey, Mr. Mayor, guess what? Your your group has one hour to get this straightened out. There ain't nothing going on. All the power is at your stadium. Let's go. We're going to give <laughs> right. you one hour. We're not bringing this game back. Oh, we can, a we day can make later. this a forfeit. We'll lose $18. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ain't no one tuning in for this. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you say that because, you know, the, the cold front had blown in and I heard y'all talking about a two buck and you start sitting there and you look at it and it says the, they had blown open some windows and bursting at least 36 water pipes in the stadium. 
in pee. the stadium. They don't care. Pee in your pants. Exactly. Keep it moving. <laughs> keep keep it moving. It'll Let's keep, keep you warm. It. Yeah, It'll keep, keep going. you warm. We're not worried about that. That's on y'all. So when you sit there and you look at these games, and I had, I had lunch with a buddy of mine, when is the NFL going to really start looking at building stadiums with retractable roofs? That is something that they need to have done at all of these places. If you want to be part of the elements, fine. But when it starts to affect other people and if affect my watching privileges, those are the things that the NFL needs to start looking at. I think all sports need to have retractable roofs so you can be prepared for all of these situations. It's it's becoming ridiculous because we all know it. It's just like there's a pinstripe bowl that is going to be happening yeah. in New York at this time of year where yeah. you know the weather is horrible. No, I mean, like, I get the old school thought of, like, it'd be nice if we played outside. And once you get a retractable roof, it's almost never open. So it's it's makes more sense to not even have it just because, I, seriously, 90% of the games that are playing in retractable roof buildings are played with the building with it closed. I would assume it's 90%, 95% because you very rarely see them open. I, but, again, if you're talking about what TV revenue is now and you're saying, man, we make more on TV than we do at – concession stand, then it means more that we have the game on at the right time in the right place. Right. I, I, and you it, get the best out of the players. I mean, this isn't back in the day when yeah. when the juice was loose up there in Buffalo <laughs> in the snow, rushing right. to 200 a game, when everybody's eyes were on O.J. Simpson and the record that he was trying to make. Yeah. And they, no, they could care less. They'd like, they'd like to see the best conditions. They'd like to be right. at the best conditions. Right. I'd like to watch football. At, I don't know. i I don't well, believe I mean, in football weather, but I, I think I'm not one of those guys. You don't believe in that football? No. It's, it's that time of the weather. year? No. I do not believe in that. <laughs> Honestly, I think it goes more to it just costs a ton more money to do that, and most of these cities don't want to pay for that, and the owners don't want to pay for it because yeah. they're notoriously cheap. So they don't want to pay for it. The city doesn't want to pay mm. for it. So they say, we'll just go ahead and do this, and we'll all make billions of dollars and screw everybody else. Yeah. It, they should do it because you can make more money renting the building out 24 24- Twelve months a year. Yes, if you have a roof on it, more people will want to come and do a concert in Buffalo because the weather's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, you have opportunities to create more revenue streams but, if you have that type of. Yeah, venue. I just think like anything that's not a top five to ten city. Yeah, like in population, just very isn't going to pay that money to do it. Very true. And Nashville is just not big yeah, enough. You're that never going to have a Super Bowl in Buffalo. It ain't ever happening. Yeah. They don't care when you play in that. <laughs> exactly. No, now, we should say New York should be a retractable roof. Absolutely. MetLife should be a retractable roof. Yes. That one, look, man, you're in New York. you can, you got two teams in there. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. But, Figure it out. But somebody's like Nashville, they're just not going to – I mean, that's also a team that needs to be sold just because – Well, because it's – is it still the the Adams family or have they sold it since No, the then? daughter is still the one running yeah, it. So yeah, so once, it, once it's that nepotism and that drop down and it's just passed down, sell the team – Get somebody in there who has the money who wants to put it into it instead of just kind of sucking it dry until your building gets too old and you have to sell it like Dan Snyder is because he's too cheap to build a new building. It doesn't have the cash capital to do it. Right. So I'm looking at this and I'm saying to the Houston Texans fans, you look at this team and what they've been able to do the last few weeks. Um, They almost beat the Cowboys. They took um, Kansas City to the wire the other day, uh, the week before. So they are continuing to put up good numbers and playing a good defensive battle. The offense is starting to come around just a little bit. Enough, I guess you could say. I guess you could say just enough. But when you're looking at this week and the way that they're trying to position themselves for that number one overall draft pick, 
pick. They play Jacksonville, who Jacksonville will figure out a way because what you said, Patrick, they are playing better. But then they go to Indy. And if you saw what we saw last night when Indy was playing, they started Nick Foles. He ended up coming out throwing three interceptions. Two of them were just bad throws completely. What what are you thinking? Yeah, Tua was laughing at him. Right. Tua, which we'll get into also. That my man, he might have been concussed when he was throwing them interceptions right there. But when you look at what they're getting ready to play, and they're playing Indy, and Indy's not a good football team, is it going to come down to the last game of the season to decide if – are they going to sit everybody? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it depends on what the Bears do, doesn't it? Yeah. Do the Bears get one more win, then you can then get one secure. more win. Yeah, then you're secure. But if you right? if the Bears go ahead and lose out, which they're the Bears, they, it can, they can happen. do that. It can happen. <laughs> then, so can. then you have to lose. You can't afford to get And they up. play Detroit this week. The Bears do. In yeah. in Detroit. And Detroit needs that win. They need a they need a win. Yeah, the Bears are yeah, I don't Which by the way, they have a, a dome. And then, they play, and then they play the Vikings in week eighteen as well, the Bears do. So the Bears are probably gonna lose out. Yeah. I mean, the Vikings. So you're in a good now, spot. they'll probably be up 35 on the Vikings and blow it. Just yeah. Because that's how the Vikings play yeah, football. Yeah, they'll win by a field goal <laughs> at the buzzer. Yeah. But yeah. No, I mean, I think you pretty much have to lose out. Uh, give Jeff Saturday a win on his way out. Yeah. Give him a pat on the back, say good win. Or, or you know what? Go ahead and tie another one. Another that, would be, that would be you great. You tie the Colts twice in one season. That would be great. That would be a great way of handling your business. Man. So, Buck, when you look at the Houston Texans and the, the direction that they're headed, they're building with that offensive line. They definitely are building. Their defense is playing top level. they got a young they've running got, back who's and, pretty good. And they've got a young secondary that has a lot of talent there. They do. They need to figure out what they're going to do up front on both sides. They're going to add another defense, I mean, an offensive lineman, but they definitely need to figure out what they're going to do on the front uh, front four. Yeah, and Lovey's just an innocent bystander, isn't he, in this, all of this? Is guys? he another coach that's going to have one year uh, like Nathaniel had? I mean, I think if they find their other guy, where they're talking about Gannon from Philadelphia, uh, we've talked about D'Amico Ryans. A I would, couple I would guys love D'Amico Ryans. That they may be looking yeah, at. He's a former Texan, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's some guys out there that if they get the right. You know, if they come in and make the right pitch and blah blah blah, they may be able to get him in. And Lovey's doing all right with the defense. It's just that he got no. There's no offense going on. No, yeah. and I don't think Lovey was ever the long term solution. I talked to Rod about this before he left. I think that what you do with Lovey is you just promote him. You don't fire him. You give him a job like Bruce Arians. You give him a job in the front office. You go, hey man, Lovey, you're a Texas guy. We want you to be part of this team. If they want you, you to do something on defense, that's fine too. Yeah, but we know, look, you knew what you were doing when you came in to take this. Like, you're oh, not hell an idiot. Yeah. So, hey man, we're going to pay you everything we owe you, and but we're not going to fire another black coach two in a row after right. one season <laughs> Very true. and then go hire a white guy right. because we're going to get a lot of flag for that. So what we'll go ahead and do is bump you up. You're, everyone loves you. So just bring you in part part of the organization, and boy, it's not like you're 27 years old. You're an old dude. Yeah, I think he's 70, 70 something close. Yeah, but yeah, and then you, I mean, it's it can't hurt them to have another football mind in that front office. We know they've had problems with that in the past. Yeah, this is this is something that we're going to end up having to talk about as the season goes on because there's so many questions that need to be answered, but there's so many answers that are out there and they're probably right in front of us. And we still hadn't figured right, it out. Well, hell, are they going to make the right decision that's when they the, get the number that's one what pick? I'm saying, yeah, somebody's Which talking about. Are they take? Or they might take Will Anderson. Somebody just sent what? us that talking about. They might take Will Anderson as a defensive that, that's, player. That's been projected a lot. I mean, I don't. I think the Texans have been pretty tight-lipped about what they want to do because. Oh, they want one of them quarterbacks. They're just not telling you which yeah, one it is. Because exactly, because they also know if they get the number two pick, 
they can't tell you what they want, or somebody else will trade yeah, ahead of them and go try get to it. get it. That's right. And, or or you'll get the Bears to go, oh, we'll trade back, but we want 17 picks to trade back one pick. <laughs> it always happens. But what's up next? We're going to talk a little bit about the flex. We got a quarterback that is, I don't know if he's committed, but his uh, social media said he was committed, and he's a former Lake Travis quarterback. And we're going to talk a little bit of basketball for the high school segment as well. There's a bunch of tournaments that are going on in town. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Welcome back to Top of the Charts Tuesday edition of Ball Don't Lie. My man Bucky Gobbolt sitting in for Rod Babers, who will be back on Thursday. My man Patrick behind the glass jamming us, as he always does. Patrick, who is this? That's Diana Ross saying goodbye to the Supremes, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. This that's, is, the, this is her what she told her goodbye? Oh, yeah. I like that. We'll it's Diana Ross and the Supremes, but it's basically. Her saying bye, y'all. Bad, but it's Diana Ross and the Supremes. Yeah. yeah. That's how you know. It's like, hey, man. I get first billing, and then y'all. <laughs> and it's and. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I'm on my way out, It's y'all. not with. Hey, it's some, and. Someday. It ain't <laughs> someday tomorrow. We'll be together. It ain't next week. <laughs> but someday. We'll be back together. Yeah. I dig it. But right now, we're going to talk a little bit uh, about the flex. There's so many good things that are happening. A lot of kids had their letter of intents signed last week. A lot of people are going off to college starting I bet, basically next week, right? But yeah, they'll most of the kids after the beginning of the year. After the beginning of the year, when the regular students go back, they'll be getting ready to go back and get those winter workouts. That's right, get them in. Hateful six a.m. workouts. But the beautiful thing about it for those that we've been talking about the weather, (laughs) it's always cool in a basketball gym. Mm -hmm. So right now in Round Rock, they have the William Roberts Memorial Tournament that is going on. Pflugerville uh, is playing in it. Austin Anderson, Cedar Ridge. McNeil, Weiss, Westlake will be playing in it. St. Michael's, Colleen, and Round Rock will all be participating. The tournament started today and will run through the 29th with the championship game being on the 29th. There's a lot of talented, talented young basketball players in this area. If you get a chance to go out, most of the games will be at Round Rock High School, so you can check on that. I thought I saw that it might be at Cedar Ridge as well. But if not, just make sure you go to the William Roberts Memorial Tournament dot com and find out a, a, a little bit more about it. There's a lot of good players in this area. I know, Buck, you're going to be following up on some Lake Travis. I got a chance to watch Hendrickson play. Kid from Lake Travis is supposed to be pretty good as sophomore. Yeah, he can jump out the gym. He's got some athletic ability, and he's only going to get better. I mean, that's the thing about it. You talked about him being a sophomore. We're going to f- figure out what's going to happen with Westlake. Um, Jaden Greathouse not participating in basketball because I know he's going to go. Coach is missing that dude. <laughs> I know. He's going to end up going to Notre Dame here in the next couple of weeks. A lot of good, talented kids around here. So make sure you go out there and support uh, the basketball teams in this area as much as you do with the volleyball and the football teams. Another story that we were talking about before we were going to break, we've been waiting to figure out where Hudson Card was going to go. He made the announcement himself on his Instagram, I mean on his uh, Twitter, committed to the Purdue Boilermakers. Poo-poo Purdue. Poo-poo Purdue. 
this is a good opportunity for him. Their quarterback entered the transfer portal, so that looks like he has an opportunity to walk in right away and give it an opportunity to take over that position. Passing and throwing offense, too. I'm, I'm excited for him. There's a lot of quarterbacks in the ACC that uh, – or excuse me, they're Big Ten – Big There's 10, a quarterback yeah, oh yeah. in the Big Ten that he's going to have an opportunity to go up against, and I'm excited for him because he was somebody that I was really looking forward to watching play and mature. When he was at Lake Travis, you got a chance to see him. He started out as a wide receiver and ended up going to the quarterback position, and I know that he's done some great things, and I know you got a chance to see him a lot. Bob. Yeah, it, it, very exciting to see that he's you know he figured out he's not going to be a part of what's going on at the University of Texas. He'll have his degree from University of Texas. But then he'll just, you know, just take that one step further and get an opportunity to play some football at Purdue. Yep. I mean, those guys aren't going to places they're not going to play. They're almost right. already told, you're going to be the guy when you get here, or they don't show up. Yep. They're, they don't want to hear, I'm battling for this. No, he's, he's probably thinking, I've done enough battling yeah. around the place, you know? No, and they're going into, I mean, now we know Purdue's going into a new regime, and yep. they're going to have to change sure. up. And it, But I think it's good for them to get a leader like Hudson Carr to go in there and add some stability even though he's a new guy coming in, he's already he's got been like look, experience. Yeah, he's like, look, I've it. already been through that scenario one time. I've already been through this, so I can go in and add that little bit. And so, if you're a coach, you can be like, oh, you can add a guy who's got experience at a high level. Right. He's got experience with teams in turmoil. He can bring <laughs> yeah, us all yeah, in, right. and we can, yeah. and he can be a good starting quarterback for us. He's got all the pieces I need right. for right now, and then maybe he'll have to compete next season, but for right now he's good. Right, right. and here's the deal. They lost, they're losing their quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, to the NFL draft, and the redshirt freshman, Brady Allen, he was in the portal. He went into the portal yesterday. So this is another golden opportunity for him. The one question that has always been around Hudson Card, and maybe, Buck, you can speak to this a little bit more, everybody always talks about him and his leadership and some will say lack thereof, and I don't believe that. I think he was a quiet leader, and he was somebody that went out to do his work um, and lead by example yeah, and by I, being able to talk I mean, it's about the same it. with the kid that they have playing quarterback here. I don't need Quinn Ewers to be jumping up and down on the sideline. Just play. You play good for me. I don't need you to be rah-rah. Right. You don't have to do that stuff. Just play. Just play well. And I think Hudson Card, I think Hudson, you know, some would say he didn't really have an opportunity. There were games he could have been in and probably should have been in this particular year where it didn't happen for him. I think this is just another part of his story, you know, yep. getting another year someplace else. I think he'll do just fine. Yeah, and that's one of the And that's things. a team that played in a championship. Didn't they play in the Big Ten, uh, Big yeah. Ten championship? Yeah. Yep, yeah, they did. They played played against Michigan, uh, Michigan yeah. in the Big Ten. They weren't very good, no. but Michigan was a lot better. But there there is some opportunity for them to also be able to, to expand. And him being the leader that he is, and y'all both said it, the experience that he had right. at the University of Texas where he was the starting quarterback, got benched, uh, being able to come back in, step into that backup role and take it, you know, take the reins by it and be able to go out there and play. And we all saw him grow up. We saw him mature from last year against Arkansas to what he was able to do against Alabama and all the other teams. It was great to watch him grow up, and I'm pulling for him. Yeah, Graham like, Harrell will get the, the best out of his skill set and what he does. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and look, and Purdue's had luck with Austin quarterbacks in the past. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's right. You know, get another one in there and hopefully have the same success. Drew Brees, baby. And we were talking a little bit about basketball just a little while ago. And thank you to the texter that just texted in. Leander Glenn tournament starts tomorrow as well, and it's a boys and girls tournament, awesome. and it will run through the 30th. So go out and support support these local kids. We know half of y'all aren't working this week anyway. So why don't you go out there and help those kids out?
When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the Dallas Cowboys and take a look across the entire NFL. And also, I want to talk to Bucky about this this um, Alamo Bowl, the Valero Alamo Bowl, and get his thoughts on some of the players that are participating and some of those that aren't. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.